Hello and welcome to this Brussels to Beijing policy podcast from S&P Global Platz. I'm Siobhan Hall, Platz's expert on European Union energy policy based in Brussels. Today, we're talking about the surge in carbon prices in the EU's emissions trading system, its key policy measure to cut industrial greenhouse gas emissions to combat climate change. So how are higher carbon prices impacting the European power markets? And what can we expect to see next? To discuss this, I'm joined from London by our European carbon market expert, Frank Watson, and European power market expert, Andreas Franca. So Frank, how have carbon prices changed recently? Well, Siobhan, we've seen a fourfold increase in carbon prices over the last 18 months, with prices rising from less than five euros a tonne in May 2017 to well over 20 euros a tonne this year. Wow, from five to 20, that's a massive rise. What, what's behind that? Well, it's been driven primarily by an expected 40% cut to carbon auction supply in 2019, which is due to the market stability reserve policy starting. But more recently, those gains went into overdrive, with prices jumping to a 10-year high of just under €26 on September 10th. And that was linked to a squeeze on September carbon options contracts, which expired in mid-September. Right, so we've had a 10-year high. Um, Have prices stayed that high? Well, really, that was a temporary factor, and carbon prices have since fallen back to around 20 to 22 euros a tonne. So those are two different forces, the long-term bullish trend linked to expected supply cuts and a more short-term volatility linked to financial and technical factors. Great, interesting. So let me bring in Andreas and ask if these higher carbon prices are driving coal to gas switching in power generation. Because in Brussels, you know, I often hear people saying, that's what would happen and actually what should happen. Well, for the moment, we see very little evidence of coal-to-gas switching, especially for the coming winter. In fact, it could be rather the opposite, and that's despite the very high carbon prices, as European gas prices have risen more strongly than coal over recent weeks, especially in August and September, and that has improved the generation margins for coal, and we now even see the oldest coal units back in the money. So that's not the outcome people might have expected. So why are gas prices rising more than coal? That is a good question. It's mainly down to tightness in the gas market ahead of the winter. The memory of last winter in Europe, where we had the beast from the east, very cold winter and very high gas demand is very fresh in traders' memories. Gas wants to go into storage this summer. Storage levels have been below last year over the summer. They have caught up a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but gas at the moment doesn't want to be burned in power stations, literally speaking, wants to go into storage. And that has changed that picture. It may change again. We have seen European frontier coal prices reaching $100 per metric ton as well. They are very dynamic markets, but what we've seen up until now is gas has risen more than coal comparatively. Yeah, and I think that's uh, demand for coal burn in power generation is also propping up utility hedging demand for carbon, which is supporting the carbon price. Right, so gas is short and it wants to go into storage, whilst there's increased coal burn in power generation, which is supporting the carbon prices. So how high does carbon need to go to prompt coal to gas switching? Well, as Andreas said, there's no simple answer because carbon is only one element. And there are differences um, between each market. So the level you need in the UK is different from what you need in France or the Netherlands or Germany, for example. Okay, so 
different countries would need different carbon price levels to, to have even a hope of shifting out of coal. How does that feed into the national carbon price floor debates? That's a very interesting point, and the plans by the Dutch government a year ago to introduce a carbon floor price at around 18 euros per metric ton, that seems to be off the table for the moment. Various reasons. The Dutch government has in the meantime also introduced legislation which will close coal plants anyway by 2030. Anyway, they put out various studies about the impact from a coal plant closure and a carbon floor price. And they've noticed that a lot of the coal burn would actually be shifted across the border, for instance, into Germany. The interesting fact here is for policymaker, there is another dimension to carbon pricing and the decarbonization. And that is the subsidy-free renewables. Holland is very interesting in that case where we've seen subsidy-free offshore wind farms where investors need some guarantee that the carbon prices won't collapse again. At the moment, they're rather high. They're finally perhaps doing what they're supposed to do long term. But if you want to invest several billions into an offshore wind farm with a merchant risk on the power price side, you would prefer to have a guarantee that price collapses we've seen in the past will not happen in the future. So a carbon floor price would potentially give such a guarantee, but there could be other ways as well. As Andreas says, you know, there are countries that are still looking at putting in a minimum price for carbon. But I think the debate about carbon floor prices really dates back to a time when European carbon prices were seen as far too low to make a meaningful impact on clean investment decisions. And of course, we're now in a very different place with carbon prices above 20 euros a tonne. Yeah, so, I mean, the issue there is whether it's going to stay above uh, 20 euros a tonne. And so policymakers may still want a floor price to reassure investors that carbon prices will stay above a certain level. So let's look ahead now. Frank, what can we expect to see next in the carbon markets? Well, we're getting nearer to the market stability reserve cutting auction supply starting in January. And as we go into winter in Europe, there is potential for further price gains, particularly if high gas prices continue to help coal stay in the money for power generation. But of course, as ever, a lot will depend on weather factors. So an unusually cold winter or an early start to winter weather this year would be bullish for carbon prices. And uh, the availability of wind and nuclear energy also tend to affect demand for carbon. Right. So we're all going to be watching the weather forecasts very closely this winter, aren't we? Um, What about the power markets, Andreas? As you can imagine, it's true as always, weather's key. The possible swings are far higher these days with this amount of installed wind capacity and any variation in the wind load factor as well. Temperature, obviously, highly sensitive in France on power demand and on gas demand as well. But overall, fundamentally, both power and gas market could face a very tight winter, especially if there are extended cold snaps and there is very little wind. And that scenario, coal could come to the rescue, perhaps for a final winter in some countries, because some of those coal plants are very old now, and they will face the increased economic pressure from those potentially continued high UA prices. Right. So we might see more coal burn this winter, but next year could be a very different story. That's very interesting. We'll be following all of this closely here at S&P Global Platts. Thank you for listening. And join us next time for more Platts Perspectives on Policy.